When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Geekscape. Let's welcome to our brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host, and this is our second time going live through Yardstream to, uh, where are we going? We're going to Facebook. We're going to YouTube. We're going to Twitch. Uh, uh, I know I'm forgetting one. I know I'm forgetting one. Oh, Periscope. Yep. Monday, I signed up for a Periscope account so that those people still using Periscope, well, they can find a home here at Geekscape. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope this pandemic has um, I don't know, been survivable for you guys. I have a prediction of how long it's going to take, but I'm no specialist. And please, like, this is a novel coronavirus. This is the first time we're, we're dealing with this thing, even though some people are like, it's 19. We had 18 of these things to prepare for. Uh, that's a bunch of bullhooey because it was 19 because it was discovered in 2019. Um, that being said, uh, it's new. We don't know how this thing acts. Uh, so we might be in this for a while. Uh, the good news is it did lead me to start this live streaming stuff. I'd been resistant to it for a long time. Didn't know how it was going to work for me. I just kind of like my bread and butter MP3 podcast. It's been fun, but, uh, I figure uh, there's not a whole lot else to do during the pandemic. I'll just broadcast with you guys. Um, so one thing I did want to do before bringing in my guest, Jason Inman, who's a close friend of mine, and we're going to talk about all sorts of cool stuff. Like they're, they've announced a, a new Star Wars series. And um, what else I got? They, uh, Jay Abrams has a new deal over at Warner Brothers where he's going to do a Justice League Dark series. What will that be? I mean, they've tried to do a Justice League Dark for a long time. Um, anyway. This needs to work for you guys because you guys are my audience and I like being live and talking to you guys in the comments and wherever you're watching from, please leave a comment. We'll read it over here on the show. Um, what should a schedule look like? Um, let's say right now we're doing it at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, but some of you guys on the East Coast, maybe that's too late for you guys watching a show at 10 p.m. Or um, let me think, maybe... Uh, uh, two or three times a week, would that work for you guys? What do you think? Leave it in the comments or... Oh, hey, Heidi. How are hey. I didn't uh, see you there. I was just thinking that maybe you should ask me since, you know, it's my place. No. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, this is not just the Geekscape studio right now. Uh, this is Heidi's room. So, uh, you know, pandemic. Uh, oh, I have spoken. And she's the queen. So. Uh, thank you, Heidi, for laying down the law. Um, what do you guys think? Um, Derek kind of says, every four hours. Maybe I should do the show every four hours. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Heidi doesn't like that one. All right, all right. I would like to spend some time with you too. Okay, well, uh, you are few uh, in number, but I do appreciate it. Okay, let's let's get take one. Maybe uh, Sean Dowling in Seattle. He says hello from raining Seattle. Uh, not raining like the Queen, just Where's raining like <laughs> like rainy. It's just. It's just a rainy, rainy, rainy. Hi, James. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it is. All right. Um, what else we got here in the comments? Uh, Derek says, but not near dinner time. Don't do it. Derek always thinks of his stomach first. And then James uh, Cheney in San Diego says, hi, Heidi Cox. How are you? I am. Well, he didn't say, how am I? But I'll tell him I'm oh. good. I'm, I'm good. How do you feel about doing a live show in your bedroom? How's that? It's nice. It is nice. I just, you know. Once I want you to myself too. That's not the kind of show we do here at Geekscape. We talk movies, video games, comic books, pop but culture. I'm, we have friends in, and no, there will be I'm no viewers. To share. Oh well, pandemic has brought in all sorts of changes in people's relationships and their uh. dealings with each other. <laughs> so why not? Um, no, I'm happy. I'm happy to help. I'm happy. For you. I'm, glad that, I'm glad that you're reconnecting with everybody. And remember when we? I did it a couple times with you and that. As I was a guest on your show in that weird studio. Can I say that? In that weird studio in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Do it. The stream.tv. Or, no, it wasn't the stream.tv. I like Susan. I uh, it was something else. No, Susan's stream.tv is great. Hollywood something. Yeah. Hollywood, yeah. I, don't know. I don't know. It was on Sunset. Yeah, that was a weird place. Geekscape's been through a lot of weird iterations over yeah. the last 13 years. Uh, but I like this one. This one feels and natural. And it was on camera, too. So I think it's a good idea. And this is even better because you can see people's comments like our good friend von bolden who says are you open to having guests on the live stream um yeah of course i, I would love to have guests on the live stream Hello. and we have a couple guests here tonight um uh andy ranger says where's the musical accompaniment we're social distancing oh, let me get andy. My ukulele. uh okay we can do that we can do that we're improvising here uh don't forget to take off your headphones before you walk away or else the whole computer goes oh. up um raymond russell says it's bedtime i know we're working on a schedule but she's the boss this is her bedroom I kind of have to go by her rules. So I am trying to get a fixed schedule for this. Uh, Rico Anderson says he wants this show every other day. All right, Rico. Actor uh, Rico Anderson. We can do that. We'll be talking mm -hmm. some stuff. Uh, Derek Anderson said Toad Hop. That was not Toad Hop. I love Toad Hop. AJ Santini says, where's Matt? Where, <laughs> I don't know where team's Matt is. He's, he's recording a podcast. And Von Bolden says, can I be a guest on your podcast? I love Von. Von, Von would be Aww, a hey, fun Von. guest. He'd be a fun guest. All right, let's get to our guest, uh, Jason Inman. He's here. Uh, Jason's a longtime geek scapist. Oh, you got the musical accompaniment? Just Can, for a second. Okay, no, 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 no Heidi, Heidi, I need, I need you now. Uh, you're you going to, you, well, you're going so to, sweet. you're going to do, sweet. you're going to do the intro music for Jason. Okay, so Jason, you're an amazing guest. You're a dear friend. Oh, please. We're going to need some music to accompany Jason coming on in. Everybody uh, from Reseda, California, our good friend and the internet's own, Jason Inman. Oh, hello. We shake hands, and then I sit in the chair. There he is. That's a... <laughs> I'm going to leave you two to talk, okay? Isn't she sweet? Bye, Heidi. By the way, I want to say the only place you didn't say you were broadcasting to, because this is inside of a bedroom, is OnlyFans. So I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I but gave there, him my headphones and we, I can't. We hear. did put some exclusive content up on RedTube the other day. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Whoa, hey, hey, hey. We did not do that. <laughs> But who knows? If this All pandemic right. goes on too long, 
I don't. Anything I, is possible. I can right? really kind of understand him because you're wearing my headphones. I hope you. Enjoy. Heidi's got the quality headphones, and actually, uh, we're both in a splitter, and my headphones are so much Ooh. worse that Heidi actually ordered me nicer Just headphones. Just now, while we're recording. Thank you so much, Gorgeous. <laughs> Give me a kiss. And um, I have spoken. Thank you. You've spoken. Thank you, Gorgeous. Right. Thank you, Queen. I'll be back when you start talking about Star Trek. Yeah. Well, Jason loves talking about Star Trek. Um, here we Great. go. I, I think this is better than my Daisy Cup that we had uh, the last couple of days on the show. But oh, that's so funny. I have an Aladdin cup. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Jason, let's catch up. Um, how are things going during this pandemic? What's going on? Uh, you know, it's interesting because I get that. Uh, that's what the question that everybody asks me. Um, things are going all right. Weirdly, everybody keeps talking about how they have more time. I have no. less time in this pandemic. And what than time I, did I got, before. I'm trying to fill with shit like this because it's fun. Yeah, it's it's cr it's crazy uh, because um, because our work situation, my work, the show I'm working on has changed, and we and we're all on Zoom. Um, it's. I actually, I just, I have more work hours now. It's crazier. Like we spend more time on Zoom than we actually did having to be in meetings in the actual office. So for me, I have less time now to do any of the fun stuff or any of the crazy things. But, you know, I don't know. Every, you take every day as you can. Some days are great. Uh, yesterday was a not so great day. So I basically spent the whole day walking around outside. So, what do you, what yeah. do you mean? Because uh, you're working in a writer's room for an unspecified yeah. show. Uh, I don't know how much you can talk about it, but um, not at all. <laughs> okay, we can't talk about it at all. It may have something to do with some space stuff. Yeah, uh, it has, it, it's it's definitely some space stuff. So, um, yeah. So yesterday was one of the one of the down days, and you're yeah. working from home, but you're part of a writer's room, and uh, you guys are all zooming together and stuff, and trying to get yeah. the the pages down and trying to break the stories and. Like, what the hell do you do? Um, I imagine that must be mind-numbing, but at least you don't have to order lunch for everybody. Oh, that's or, like, take orders. That's very true. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, man, if you've never been... Yeah, for everybody out there, if you've never been involved with the television writer's room, like, anything to do with lunch, just it, it's way more complicated than it should be for 12 adults to figure out lunch, but it is. It's way... Like, it's the most important decision of the day, more so than, uh, what should our main character's arc be? during this episode no, the whole schedule <laughs> of the day is dictated by when you guys are gonna eat lunch yeah. <laughs> and it dictates how much you're gonna get done before how much you're gonna get done after yeah. and then we're gonna hand out the menus for tomorrow right. <laughs> in the That's hopes right. of maybe expediting a process that never gets expedited yeah. and we're always waiting on that one dude to be like mm -hmm. oh i haven't gotten a chance to look at it yet yeah bro currently... we emailed it to you the night before Currently, one of our senior producers, uh, he loves to have our room in the afternoon now. Mm. Um, and I'm one of these people that I love to just wake up, go to work, and I'd rather finish early. That's mm. the way I like when I'm up in the day. Like, I don't want to kind of be I don't want to kind of have to figure out what I have to do for my day. I just want to go to work. Right. And he is one of these people where we have to do it later in the afternoon. So for me, I find myself in the mornings not wanting to do anything. Yeah. And then by the time I get through the room, it's usually around six or seven o'clock. Wait. Yeah. No, the room yeah. starts at six or seven o'clock. No, the room, the room. Starts, okay. our, our, when you're done, room, when you're done, when we're done, it's usually yeah. like seven o'clock, six, vampire yeah. shit. <laughs> oh yeah, man. And so by that time I'm like, I don't want to do anything for the rest of the night. So, right. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. I no, thank you. Had a work day. Uh, I'm sorry I had to push this back to seven o'clock to all the East Coasters. <laughs> I know. Uh, for, uh, who was that over in the comments that said, uh, oh, Raymond Russell, longtime Geekscape is from the yeah. start, been with me over a decade. It's bedtime. Raymond, when you're watching this later or listening to it over the MP3 feed, 
uh, we love you, buddy. And uh, we'll have another 7 p.m. show tomorrow. Uh, All right. (laughs) I've done a couple of these a week. I'm loving doing it. Uh, And it kind of feels like the show that it's always supposed to have been. I've always wanted to add video back into Geekscape. Um, but this has been awesome. The other thing is it's cool to like bring friends in, remote friends and mm-hmm. all sorts of combinations and surprises. You like surprises, Jason. I like surprises. And I think there's a great surprise here for us too, because we're about to be joined by our good friend. That's right, Jay Washington. Ah! What's that name, I just dropped the Jay Washington on you, man. Uh, <laughs> you I like know what? Guy Chocolate Thunder. Damn <laughs> right. Better Damn to have right. Jay Washington drop in on you in the middle of a geescape than you be in a wrestling ring with him and have him go off the top <laughs> of so He kicked my ass. I know he would. <laughs> he would stomp us. So I would be so nice. <laughs> I would be I don't so know nice. If, I don't know if that's the way those things work in the wrestling world. I think well, you're supposed to be rude and have My tuned. only wrestling move is just to hug tightly and then mm-hmm. massage the back until hopefully they fall asleep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys know why I do all the running is if I ever get in a wrestling situation. Okay. That's I run. The, that's the best run way away. to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. How are you guys doing? Um, Jay, welcome to Geekscape. Thank you. I'm for sorry me. Heidi left, didn't give you an intro. But, uh, uh, I know it's okay. It surprise okay. guests do not get intros, uh, right. but we got to have you on. Um, you heard um, Jason talk about his schedule. Jay, how are you holding up during this pandemic, man? Because, right, really, I'm just kind of using this new Geekscape live stream stuff mm-hmm. to bring my friends in and just kind of like check in. I fucking miss you guys. And it seems like just yesterday we were at Jason's apartment, like hanging out and I was so- making stupid jokes. And then I leave early because I can feel the room and they don't want me there. And then I leave. Well, I had to go to work that day. <laughs> you uh, did have to right? go to work. <laughs> I had to go Damn. to work that day. Uh, I've been, you know what I've been holding on, you know what I've been keeping myself busy. I understand what Jason says. I don't have a writer's room gig, but I've been more busier just being here because now I can focus on all the stuff I need to do uh-huh. than I have been. And then on top of that, I'm working out like every day from one to two and a half, three hours. Like after I'm done with this, <laughs> I'm going to do yoga with Adrian again. Like I've started doing Holy yoga shit. because of this online. So, but I've been, you know, trying to keep busy, trying to keep sane. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's been the biggest thing. Um, because I feel like with me personally, if I get too much idle time, my shit just goes all haywire. And I don't want to deal with all that. But also doing the new show that I've been doing with Winston A. Marshall, which you gotta get we gotta get both of you all on. Yeah, Jason, can we talk I know about it's like this? Yeah. Uh it's called Blurds in the Hood. We do it live every Tuesday on our Blurds in the Hood YouTube channel. And Jason, I know I can't get you on anytime soon because <laughs> I know you and I talk, so I know your yeah. job and everything. So I know how busy you are, Jonathan. <laughs> I don't know. I got him on Geekscape. I don't know what that's yeah, that's because you did it at night. That's because you did it at night. You gotta do it at night. You, know? you gotta do I, it at I'm, night. I'm, I'm busy exercising during the day, Jay. <laughs> I, and that's what I noticed. You're always on some stairs or a hill. Or in, in, in oh, your somewhere. I'm going fucking nuts, Jay. But I've been doing those Zoom workouts with the same group that I work out in the mornings. Uh, you guys all have been doing it through Zoom. We've been doing it through Zoom. And I got to tell you, if you guys are big Super Action Man fans, I know he's a big fan of yours, Jay, from Comic-Con. He got real yeah. close and personal with you. You yeah. guys almost shared yeah. a signing. Um, Super Action Man, Geekscape Super Action Man, is doing a workout at 8 a.m., on Saturday, this coming Saturday, over Zoom, that's Pacific Standard Time, midnight in North Korea if you're in prison there. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's a Super Action Man workout. It's got some like different patriotic USA-themed workouts. It's like a hit mm-hmm. workout. And really all you need to do to join is maybe throw down a carpet or a yoga mat and get like 
two uh, cans of beans <laughs> that you'll use as like weights and like uh, a paper towel roll or, uh, you know, something that you can use. But that's can, it. Can you explain to those of us in here, myself and Jason and everyone watching at home, how you know exactly what time it is in a North Korean prison? Like, yeah, how did you, well, when did you decide to do this math? Uh, well, they are, uh, I think they're 16 hours. I mean, that would be 16 hours ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I spent some time. I'm no, you know, it, whatever. I, they told me not to touch anything and I can't help but touch things. If anything, this uh, whole pandemic has been a great way to have me not get arrested. But I got to tell you, North Korean prison, not as nice as the gulag. <laughs> I've been around, Jason. With my mouth and my fucking attitude, you think I haven't spent a time in the? Come on, sorry. Have you guys been talking? I don't know. I, I the jokes have just been. <laughs> We're just hanging out. We're just hanging out. Uh, Derek Cranville said Shane O'Hare wrote that joke. So our own Shane O'Hare. I'm sorry. He's 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 our writer's room, and uh, and he he is worth the price we pay him, which is nothing. Uh, here we go. Ray says I'm actually checking in from Periscope. Yolo. <laughs> It's Periscope hey, still a thing. Yes, it is. Actually, I know a For lot real? of people were using Periscope again as of recently. So, did it not get renamed like Twitter Live or something like no, that? No, it's just it's still Periscope. It's still Periscope. All right, okay. it, Twitter. Twitter will say what's live. It just won't call it directly Periscope. But Periscope ah. is still a thing. So here we are. We got the Periscope going. We are on the part. Uh, you know, we're we're in the second wave of Periscope. The second trend of Periscope. People are like, oh. Periscope is not cool anymore, yeah. and now it's so uncool. It's cool again. There's Geekscape waiting for it. That's good, man. There we go. On back <laughs> on Periscope. You gotta get on that Periscope. Is your show on Periscope, Jay? Uh, no. We I guess we will start doing it on Periscope come this Thursday. We yep. are going live to Facebook for the YouTube, three people that Periscope, are on Periscope, Twitch, right? For the four people on Periscope, like, but no, yeah. actually, there's a lot of people on there. Uh, a good friend of all of ours, Jen, Jen Sturger, was on it a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, she had a, again, Jen's, you know, before she doing with AEW, but there were a bunch of people on there. So it's like, oh, this is still a thing. Right. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, Jason, (laughs) you look like you're tired. I just, I don't know. Oh, I'm not, I'm I'm actually, I'm I'm doing fine today. I actually weirdly had the day off uh, uh, um, mostly today, but I had to work on some other stuff. Uh, But uh, yeah, no writer's room today. So that was good. Okay. Uh, well, here we go. It says, take a shot every time someone mentions Periscope. So, I'm going to take this Spider-Man cup. Oh, wait. And I'm joining in with Aladdin. Here we go. I just got a liter water bottle. All right. I just took a drink and... Uh, you got to live, Jay. You got to live. It's filled with blood. But By the way, I it. love Jay's set. I think it's really awesome. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. The pandemic hit before I was like ready to do any of this live streaming stuff. And I'm this is this is Heidi's room. So uh, I'm pointing it away from the fairy artwork on the walls that has like mm-hmm. butterflies and fairies and stuff on it. But you know. I think that would add and enhance with you doing it. I swear <laughs> you should do it. <laughs> the thing is, back at my place over in Sherman Oaks, there's even more stuff like that all over the freaking walls. Like it, mm-hmm. it's like that. Uh Jim Pagarnelli over in Brooklyn, he just threw us a comment. That says twelve adults. I've had to have had to do lunch orders for more than double that and cater production meetings and camera tests for fifty plus. Well, Jim, listen, are you doing it right now? Okay, pal, you're a coordinator. We know coordinators have to work with the whole crew in the set. Jason, he's in the writers' room. All right, Jim, this is not a contest. This That's is a fucking pandemic. <laughs> We're in this together. 
All right, Jim, we're going to need you to not make this a contest. Look, if okay? we were Zooming right now, there will be nothing to shoot next year. <laughs> All right, buddy, you wouldn't be able to coordinate. This is true. If he wasn't writing right now on that show that we can't talk about. No, okay? we can't talk about it at all. And Derek Cranivell says, Team Meerkat. Maybe we can do a little Meerkat. If you guys want to hang, we can do some some streaming of Meerkat. For those people who are at South by Southwest 20, 2005, who still do Meerkat or wherever that was. When you stream uh, the TikTok, then I'll be impressed. We might. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Jay. Oh, oh God! Talk to TikTok people. Okay, I got it. I got it on the. I put it in the notes. I'll get right on that. And uh, and Heidi uh, just says thank you, Jay. You're welcome, Heidi. You're so welcome. I have no idea why, why she just commented that, but uh, I said I said because I said you should show the fairies and the butterflies with oh, you. Yeah, you should. Yeah, listen, if if I if I move in. This shit's going to be way different up in here. All right. All right. It's going from a ladies' room well, to the a, room of like a 12 year old. We just saw an argument for him, uh, whether we want to believe it or not, because that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> she will win that one. Uh, and you know what? Heidi's stepdad is watching right now. So maybe we clean it up a little. Okay, guys? I'm kidding. Uh, all right. So, Jay, you're just working out. Jason, you're just working, but Jason, tell me about well, this day. Doing a lot of, I'm doing a lot of self tapes as well, but that's a whole nother oh, story. The, yeah, oh. the the actor life hashtag actor life. Um, Jason, tell me about this day yesterday where you're just like wandering around looking for meaning in life. <laughs> uh, so yesterday, yeah, just one of the man. I don't know if you guys have figured have found this out, but sometimes there has been some days, at least once a week, since this whole lockdown has happened, where you just wake up and you just don't want to do anything has that been common for both of you guys i've had a couple of days like that to be honest really yeah, yeah so for me yeah i don't know so for me like i, I kind of feels like either until there's an end to this thing or something else changes it's just like i get in one of those moods of like well i don't want to do anything and so luckily our uh writer's room wrapped early yesterday and it was really super nice in la it hasn't it's been really cold here lately um but yesterday was super nice, and uh, my wife and I just went and wandered for like four miles. Well, yeah, you watch just wandering out. neighborhoods, walking around. But it's it, we're also at the point now in this pandemic. I found, especially in LA, where I can tell people are getting super stir crazy because I, at least in my uh, uh, things, um, you know, and please call me on my phone at any point during this broadcast. Um, I found that nobody's doing social distancing as much as anymore. I don't know how, I don't know if you guys are noticing this at all, but I am oh, starting yeah, to notice. I've noticed that a lot. You know what? I, I agree with you, Jason. The stir crazy thing is happening. People are just like, listen, I'm going to be out. People have been at the parks and everything, just walking and jogging and running. And everybody's just like, the hell with six feet. I'm okay. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> there is no six feet, man. It's crazy. Oh, we're California. No, my number, my number like, is 213 Klondike 5. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe. Uh, wait, is it, maybe that, guys, try it. Um, oh, I want to know I, if anybody in the Geekscape crowd gets that reference. No, we don't. I mean, at least <laughs> I don't. And like, it trickles down like this. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you guys is, uh, well, I wanted to throw in. I do see a lot of people acting like things are going to get better, are getting better. And I think that um, people are getting restless. Uh, yeah. I think this thing's going to go till June at least for the stay-at-home stuff in California. I know we're all talking about May 17th. I only picked that because DC that says that that's when they're going to start putting comics back in. No, that's when Diamond says they're going to start distributing yeah. comics Next again. week is DC. 
DC is like, oh, fuck it. We're getting two distributors, and we're doing the East Coast distributor, the West Coast distributors. We'll use your stores. <laughs> yeah, what is, Jason, can you touch on that? Because I have seen a lot of people going out and, and kind of acting like things are normal. Um, but I think that's kind of working its way towards summer, and people are doing that around the country. Uh, how much is that going to start affecting comics? Is this a move by DC because of what happened right before this all came down, where Dan DiDio had, like, been kicked out of the company there's they're on shaky ground who knows if dc really has a that strong of a future what's the climate well, over there at warner uh, like time yeah. warner and all that yeah that definitely it's interesting um so dan didio who was the co-publisher of dc was let go right before this whole thing happened and from what i understand um dc is a little rudderless right now which makes sense I mean, he is the guy that is basically charting the direction they're going to go. Um, so that hit. And then like two weeks later, this whole thing of comic book shops across the nation cannot basically be open. So how does DC get their products to stores? Um, it's uh, it's kind of crazy, man. I don't know if DC or Marvel are ever going to be toast. Like, I know we like to say that, that every once in a while, everybody's like, comics are dead. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but... I think this is a response. I think DC, this is DC challenging Diamond Publishing. Now, if you don't know everybody out there, Diamond is the giant company that delivers comic books to comic book stores. Sadly, they're the only company that does this, and hence they have a monopoly. So when they shut down, comic books stopped dead. Um, right. which has already put comic books, some certain comic book stores out of business. Um, and it's, I've, I know uh, several of my friends, and I bet Jonathan, you know several of these guys uh, as well, artists and writers that have basically been told to finish the issue you're on, and then we're not sending you any more paychecks. Pencils down. Yeah, wow. pencils, pencils down. down. Yeah. That's the order, um, pencils down. So I think DC is just trying, I think DC is like, we have got to get this thing back Moving up and again. running. Moving yeah. somehow. And, and this I, whole move yeah. with the two distributors is them trying to jump the gun and be like, all right, yeah. like comic book stores, it sounds like you guys may be open in May. We'll be there a week early to get you guys some products that yeah. are fresh on the shelves to bring people back into your shops. Because it sounds like they need this thing to be over as much as some of the shops. I just called my shop last a week or so ago, and they, yeah. they mailed me the books that had come in before the whole shutdown happened, gave them my credit card over the phone and all that. But he sounded pretty worried, my comic book shop owner. And they're, I think that these local shops that we love, Jason and Jay, like they're going to need people like us to put the word out over our social medias. And maybe I, I think that we should do a little parking lot cons and things like that to help out the local comic book stores and try to figure a way to do it. Cause I don't think virtual cons are going to do that for them. Virtual well, cons I was just about to mention that. I was just about to mention the virtual cons. I think if the comic book owners could help probably, probably partner with these places, it may help a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But the problem is, with everything being shut down, with nobody going anywhere, no one's spending any money. Now, you do have some, you know, digital distributors, but that's not the same. A lot of comic book stores have stuff that you can only get in physical copies. Right, yeah. And I think uh, a parking lot thing would sound, you know, feasible. Yes. But again, bringing back up what Jason said earlier, the entire social distancing thing. You know, one minute you'll have people like, let's do it. But then you'll have one or two people like, well, what about social distancing? So you run into that wall no matter what. I, oh, think I was going to hold it in Florida. 
Well, then you yeah. have everybody just being like, look, let's just go ahead and saw bring this my edge gun off. I don't know. I was going to go down to uh, the Capitol building and just sell comics mm-hmm. to the dudes who show up with the AR-15s. Yeah, and, you know, and Walmart who, khakis. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, they want to reopen the Applebee's and shit like that. I want to try and sell comics to those dudes. Um, Jay, <laughs> I do not suggest you come with me. I was yeah. <laughs> I was not gonna go. I would just send all my best wishes to you to go. Uh, we got a big question here that says um, Don Don Yuen, who's uh, you know he was gonna have a, a booth at WonderCon. He's an artist, an artist alley. He's a, he's at all the artist alleys. He says that indies and self publishers can send books. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can go to some of these indies websites and, and sell books. Uh, and Jason, I think your riddle has been solved by Thomas Parham. Uh, BR549, BR549. I don't know. That's, uh, <laughs> He's I don't know. Some, that's this is a deep code. Deep, uh, deep no, code actually, deep. actually, Thomas, that is not the correct reference. Keep trying. But okay. I, Thomas okay. is lovely. He's a, he's a friend of mine. I I think he's been on the show. He's been on the show. He's been on the show. He's been awesome. Yeah. And what I love is that he dresses in costumes and go to like yeah. hospitals and do all these things. And events. a published author and professor. Oh, not my. unlike yourself, Jason yep. Inman. You're uh, working no, on your comic. Don Wynn is correct um, because we keep saying to everybody that like all the comic books that uh, I've ever written, the books I've written and co-written with Ashley, they're all available like on, on my website, jasonemmon.com plug. Uh, so you can do that. But the biggest problem about that is, is that we have two companies on top that basically eat up 90% of the marketplace and the other 10%, while I love them and they're great. And, and again, the percentages might be quite, it might actually be, uh, um, it might be 15% and, and, and 75. I'm not quite certain, but the two on top eating up all the marketplace, if they're not moving the economics of this thing, then the, that other 15% can't make a difference. They're not going to change it. But yes, I've been saying that right now, like the biggest thing you can do. And I, and I did this is that if you want like comic books to really get, keep going, um, contact these artists directly that you're fans of buy their books, buying signed copies from them. I guarantee you they have Etsy stores and stuff like that. But another cool thing you can do, if you, especially if you're missing all the cons, and I, and I did this, reach out to an artist that you love, ask them if they're open for commissions right now. Because I, right I bet you they are. I, I imagine Instagram is working. And uh, we had Chris Gore on, and he, he did a panel at Wonder, the WonderCon virtual thing. And there's a virtual con coming up in May that uh, I've been talking to some people about. Do you guys know about this virtual con thing? Um, yeah, I heard about that. There's one coming up in May, and there's one this weekend, actually. Right. Yeah, so Jay knows big, uh, he's a big hosting McHosterson at it. The, mm-hmm. big, the big part of it is this whole idea of like bringing in artists and taking on commissions online and having exhibitors. A lot of the exhibitors are able to be a part of these cons for free, which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said, this is off topic. This is dark sage 9117 watching on Twitch. This is off topic. I know, but I see all the comic books around. I love the MCU and what Disney is doing, but I feel that uh, movies like black widow and captain Marvel are unneeded in the grand scheme of the story. Captain Marvel felt like a side quest or filler movie. And from what I've read, black widow is going to be another filler movie to start phase four uh what do you guys think about that i have no problem with filler movies because 20 years ago we had none of these we had just started getting like the the hints of an x-men movie that would have been coming out this summer 20 years ago and we had blade and stuff like that but um i'll take the filler movies i like filler movies um i just like seeing these characters on screen i don't think everything has to be a pillar to which the big scheme is going to like 
uh, depend on. Does that make sense, guys? I hate questions like that. I, the question I was asked <laughs> because here's why. It singled out two particular movies, which seem to have a theme. And then I saw the second question about Black Panther 2 being a filler. Ant-Man is a filler movie. Uh, there are a lot of movies within the MCU that are filler movies that have to be played out to set up the major part of the story. Like Jonathan said, everything is not a pillar or foundation movie. You have to have a... I was one of those people who were like, we don't need a Black Widow movie. It's 10 years too late. I was dead ass one of them. But then when they said it's set right after Civil War... I was like, okay, now I know what this is doing. It's setting up Florence Pugh's character to be the new Black Widow, which she is in comics. Mm -hmm. You had to introduce Captain Marvel because if you just dropped her in a movie at, in, at Infinity War, at the end of Infinity War, going into Endgame, and people be like, wait, I'm not really up on this character. You need people to know who she is, what makes her significant to the entire story. Uh, did, which in, terms in Dark Sage's defense, they did just drop her back into that movie at the end of it. Well, and yeah, I mean, when it came to, I mean, yeah, but when you had to set up why she's so powerful, I know it's, you get what I'm saying. You have to set those yeah. things up, and so it's questions like those for me personally, as someone who covers this a lot, is like, yo, you got to see the big picture. You got to have filler movies, but the filler is not what you're thinking. Like, as in a filler episode of a 23 season show, it's right. a completely different ball game. You know, in all honesty, guys, like I feel like somebody's filler movie and is someone else's favorite movie. So um, we have to see the fact that we're all fans of different things, even within this mm -hmm. microcosm of pop culture superhero movies. And someone's favorite movie is going to be Captain Marvel. Some favorite, somebody's favorite movie might be this upcoming Black Widow that we'll get in November. Um, and th that's just the kind of the way it is. And uh, and I think it, it's cool to have those different types of movies that serve different kinds of functions mm -hmm. for different kinds of fans. And that's the coolest thing about where we are right now is that different kinds of fans can uh, ha have their different variety of tastes filled. That's the best I thing agree. about it. I agree because that, if you don't have and I hate to call them filler movies as well. They they are, you need different shades of the same story because there's only so many stories of superhero origin story that we can have. In fact, we're, we're tired of it now. Like everybody didn't want Spider-Man's origin be told in Spider-Man Homecoming. It didn't happen. Um, but it's interesting because if everybody had their preference, most fans would tell you, you know what every movie needs to be? It needs to be the last 20 minutes of Endgame over and over and over again. Do you know how how quickly we would get tired of that? Yep. We'd be done with it after three movies. Yeah, and we'd be we, like, we, "This is boring." I do not want to just have the beginning of Phase Four and then be like, "Up, oh, Galactus is showing yep. up." Well, that's like when people bring up filler movies. Like literally, you can say that Thor: The Dark World is a two-hour plot device. That's all it is. It's to set up the story of the Ether. I mean, right. we can go far back again. Mm -hmm. Phase what two? Is that Phase One? That's Phase One. No, Phase Two. Phase two. phase two. So and who cares? I forget. <laughs> I'm just using that as an example, saying going from to phase four where we are now. You have these movies, and they're not filler movies. They're plot devices, if you will. Now, some may be stronger than others. And like you said, everyone's going to have a preference. Not everyone is going to like all 23 movies that we've already seen. And then go on how many movies we have coming up. Everyone's not going to like them all. It's, it's just fair. I mean, it's just, it is, it is what it is. But at the same time, you have to realize there is a gigantic story being told historically that has never been done in this light until we've seen it be done with Marvel. Mm -hmm. And so you have to respect that because again, like Jason just said, if you got the last 20 minutes of Endgame in three movies in a row, when Endgame happens, you do not care. 
Yeah, that, I mean, that's the reason you're exactly right, Jay. That's the reason why we like shot out of our seats when Cap caught Mjolnir because they had been hinting at that for 20 plus movies. Mm-hmm. It's it's exactly like it, the weird thing you have to re- realize about the Marvel model. And it's something that I love about it, but I also hate about it is that Marvel makes movies like television episodes. Mm-hmm. Their entire from Iron Man one to Avengers in game is a season of television right. and Avengers in game is the giant season finale or the mm-hmm. series finale, depending on how you want to look at it. And when you're watching a, a season of television, there are ups, there's the, there's the episode about, about Ducky, the weird character over here. And then there's the episode about like how these pit people met. There's the flashback episode. episode eight or nine is usually the flashback origin. Yeah, episode. Yeah, like it, yeah, it, but it all builds usually to the giant, climax or confrontation um that's just the way they've designed their movies so without those side movies um you wouldn't care right and also let's not forget the disney plus shows that we're about to get which are in many cases a six hour and for i think falcon and winter soldier an eight hour movie Mm -hmm. that's literally what you're about to get bring it on i can't wait i don't even care like let's just bring it on i'm excited about all of it even the stuff that i end up walking out of the theater and being like that wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily mm-hmm. my favorite thing, or I wasn't that into that. Again, all you have to do with these movies is turn your head, and you're going to see somebody smiling, walking out of the theater mm-hmm. and loving it, or wearing the T-shirt at Comic-Con next year. Let's talk about that Disney Plus thing, because today there's a little bit of news that um, uh, there's this new Star Wars series that they're starting up that they, 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 they've announced. It's a female-led Star Wars series. Uh, Leslie uh, Headland, who's she created, she did Russian Doll. That was her show. Oh, Netflix, yeah, that was great. a great show. Yeah, really great good show. show. Now she's doing a all female Star Wars show, but it's told not in the same timeline as a, as kind of the whole Skywalker saga that we're getting. Uh, that we've gotten a lot of this stuff in. Uh, what do you guys think of that? I mean. <laughs> You already know why I'm laughing. Jason, who knows me, knows why I'm laughing. He should know why I'm laughing, and you should too, because look, this is the type of stories that we need that are outside the Skywalker story, but also, you're going to have that batch of people on the internet who are going to (laughs) be like, why are we being force-fed this? And it's like, yo, there are more stories to tell. Yeah, and a more audience to tell them to. And there's more of an audience to tell them to. So, like, I'm all for it because I believe we should have all these different variations of stories, especially in this universe, whether it be Star Wars, whether it be Star Trek, you can have all these different stories. No, Jay, I think you just like fighting incels on the internet. I think. Oh, no, I don't fight them. I just like calling them out for being doing stupid stuff. It's just because it's the only, like, I'm happy to hear this is happening. Again, if you watch Russian Doll, you're like, okay, the showrunner from that is doing is the showrunner for this that's not a problem right. at all i want different kind of storytellers diff- telling different kind of stories and yeah um here we go we've got a little bit of shout out uh thomas parham who we've been talking about has a shout out for you jay he says preach brother blurred <laughs> thank you i, mean, it's just, it's just way, I have to bring up i want to give a shout out to, to mr professor thomas parham uh i don't know if he's a doctor but uh he has been texting me during the show and he's already been, he has already been like you gotta you gotta hook me up with jay washington he's a cool dude, <laughs> oh, dude. thomas is fantastic he's a yeah, great thomas is fantastic. sharp as a fucking tech and i love having him on the show and i mean it's he's safe to come on the show because i already make myself look dumb so somebody as brilliant yeah. as him is only going to make things like it doesn't get any worse yeah um, he's one of the he's one of the smartest blurs i know yes if you See, guys that's the people i need to connect with like yeah, yo he, uh, make he, just he would be enhance my knowledge guy. He would be a great guest for you, Jay. And uh, Jay's YouTube channel, 
is the new YouTube channel is right it's there. The, it's the one for Blurs and it's the one for the Blurs in the Hood show. The one Winston Marshall and myself are doing. I mean, I have my own J Washington, uh, J A Y Washington eight zero. But the one I've been pushing is this new YouTube show with me and Winston because we take everything from pop culture, entertainment, real real world news, and you know, nerd them all that mix it together for a, a out of control hilarious hour. So that's why I did Blurs in the Hood. All right. I'm into it. I'm thinking about it. If you think that I can hang, I will. You can. Come. Trust me. I, mean, I don't know, guys. Things coming out of my mouth sometimes or some bullshit. Uh, Kate Eglin has a little comment. She says, Black Widow has an eyeshadow palette coming out, and I, for one, very excited. There we go. Different I'm fans. That's what I'm That's talking, what about. talking about. And our friend Cricket Lee says, Cricket Lee says, hey, I'm available if you need guests. Guys, This is. I love doing these shows. I love talking to you guys. I was like alone for a month and a half just sitting here in my social isolation being like, I guess I'll record another podcast. It's okay. I mean, if you've been doing it that long, I really wasn't looking forward to doing more podcasts. This has kind of injected me with new life. I was talking to you guys live. Friends like, you know, Chrissy Lynn, who says, yay, hi, friends. Hey, Chrissy Lynn. Amazing, amazing Chrissy Lynn. Uh, and uh, yeah, Von Bolden says, hey, you guys are pretty good. Just pretty, okay. <laughs> I'm about, I'm about outstandingly good. I'll be over here. Um, <laughs> Jim Pagarnelli in, in Brooklyn did say that filler movies are okay for Phase Four. We have no idea yet what Phase Four is going or what it's building to. Endgame was the culmination. Ten, he just agrees with you, Jason. Like, mm-hmm. see, you guys agree on that. Like, even though you're only getting food for a, a writer's room, and Jim is getting <laughs> for everyone soup to nuts. That you know, here he is. He, you guys are at least agree on this, uh, and uh, yeah, this is fun. I'm having a bunch of J- people with their names J on a show together, and here we a lot are. Of, this is the J town. Yeah, it's the J show. The J show. This might actually be a scheduled Geekscape thing. It's J like, town. Hey, we do a Monday J show. Uh, right now, Jason's like, no, I'm too busy for that shit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Have your people talk to my people. <laughs> We've got uh, Jim also saying that the comparison is apt. TV and comics are more highly serialized than the movies typically are, and the serialization part of the appeal. Uh, think that's what Marvel has gotten more right than its cinematic compar- competition, which brings us back to what Tom is saying. And there's the DC Entertainment Universe, which doesn't really uh, exist anymore. I want that Shazam too. Doesn't exist. I want yeah. that Shazam too. I mean, we're getting everything. I mean, I think that's the thing. We know everything that happened up until Justice League. And everybody mm-hmm. remembers their feelings walking out of Justice League. Like, what just happened? And <laughs> then, but then now you have DC deciding to take a different approach and like, all right, we got to reference it, but we got to move forward. So mm-hmm. that's why you get the slight reference in Aquaman. That's why you get the slight reference in Shazam and everything going forward. So now I, I kind of trust them now. I don't care how people, birds of prey, all these different things. You got James Gunn doing the Suicide Squad. Like, they're different things. They're like, okay, I trust their vision now. I'm slowly starting to see it. It's not a rush thing like we saw before. Because remember, we saw that rush thing coming. As soon as we got Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, you were like, oh, so we're just going to do this right now. Like, we're just going to drop everything in this. Well, there's Chrissy's comment. She says, "Poor DC, we're getting the rebooted Suicide Squad from uh, well, he James said Gunn." Not. He said it's not. He said it's rebooted, but at the same time, it's not. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm okay with like the 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 kind of soft like uh, course corrections, the, like the mm-hmm. one that we had halfway yeah, through. Joel, Joel Kinnaman, Viola Davis, and yeah. Margot Robbie are all in the totally. Suicide Squad. 
Yeah, totally. Um, and here's a suggestion from Don. We're J Town. We're oh, like yeah. the uh, H Town adjacent comics R and B group. Give us something. Give us a beat. Give us something. The group called H Town. I'm gonna give you. You don't want to hear me sing. I sing on. I sing enough on my podcast. Uh, I used to do all sorts of stupid shit on the show. And, you know, you know, like our, 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 our song would be something like, don't break the spine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> CGC that butt. You know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I thought that was a Bane reference. It is a bag and board it reference. You got you to gotta send it in. Uh, here we go. Uh, Chrissy does want to know what happened with that Flash film. And guys, Flash got himself in some trouble <laughs> recently. Oh, yeah, um, he did. <laughs> Jason's face lit up. Was like, oh, yeah, really like, Jason, why are you so why are you so excited about this kid? What's his name? Uh, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Why are you so why why are you so excited about him? Excited. This that video is pretty damning. Yes, it sounds. I mean, I don't know. I watch it. and I'm like, are they fucking around in that video? Or are they not fucking around? That's literally what it looks like because she's giggling. Because if you notice, right before he does it, she does the little silly little put him up, put him up thing. So and he like, it's like a ha- when you know yeah. when you ever see fighting happening. What he tell us what happened? To like Ezra Miller was in like he was like in Sweden or something, or he was like in Stockholm or something well, in some party. Like, I mean, for what we just see of that clip. You know how, like, if you ever watch somebody do choreography, they say they're going to go full speed, court, half, quarter speed, half speed, and full speed. It looks like they were going, like, quarter speed at something, like how an action scene would go. Because she's giggling all the way down. And the way he even says it, you want to fight? You want? It, it's nothing that comes off. I mean, because of where we are in this day and age, of course, everybody's like, oh, my God, he choked a woman. But when right. you look at her reaction for the whole thing, the way the mm-hmm. whole thing played between the two of them, it looks more playful more than anything else. Now, right. I, I know it's everybody is happy. like, I mean, now people, I know people are like, yo, put his, put, get like the torches in the pitchforks, put his head on the spike and get rid of him. But I think when we look at it more and more, it, it it's not as damning as when we first watch it. Cause when you first look at it, you're just like, yo, what's happening? And then you look at it again and you're like, wait a minute, she's playing. He's, pl-. it's like they're just playing. So, right. but what I'm saying is, uh, for those who don't know what happened, is Ezra Miller was at a bar or a party or something where fans showed up and they started interacting with him. And they, they could have just been people who are hanging out in the bar and recognized him. And sure enough, their video appears that of him roughhousing a woman and is she was she an obnoxious fan who wouldn't leave him alone was it somebody that he knew better who knows but it it did end up not looking good like jay said and i watched it and i was like okay they're roughhousing a little bit uh jason you got a little bit of a different take on this one i mean i'll tell you what uh i'll say this as a person who has met ezra miller who was nothing but a nice gentleman and also bought a copy of jupiter jet from the con i was at which is great um but I don't know, man. To me, it's like even if that video is roughhousing, I don't know if it's appropriate for any male celebrity to be ha- to have any kind of a tape of them choking a woman on the internet, whether you're faking it or real. It's it's not a very positive situation. Again, Warner Brothers just got done with this whole Zack Snyder half like almost drank himself to death because he didn't want to be Batman business. This is not really a positive thing as they're trying to reboot or restart their universe. Is there a culture problem over at the studio? Uh, how do you mean? Like, it sounds like uh, there's like an oversight 
issue if we have these kind of things coming up, like uh, like personality conflicts and stuff like that. Oh, I mean, these movies are three hundred million dollar investments. Yeah, uh, I have to imagine the stockholders aren't happy when you hear something like a, a, either a director or an actor getting mm-hmm. derailed, or something like a flash movie getting moved to June third, twenty twenty two, and. I mean, how many investments on a script does that take? After a while, you, you keep trying to make that movie over and over again. You're in the red pretty heavily on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, at what point do you pull the plug and say, we're never going to make our money back on a Flash movie because it's taken 10 years to get off the ground? I mean, uh, I'll say this. I I highly doubt I'll, I highly doubt we ever see that Flash movie because this is now the fourth director Right. So that means that this is probably the fourth script and it's not going to be the final script. Um, Warner Brothers, I, I don't, I'll be blown away if that Flash movie happens. He's the IT director and IT did well over at Warner Brothers and mm-hmm. they might be like, you know, it's the same kind of situation that we're seeing with the Uncharted movie where Ruben Fleischer yeah. hit, a, hit a couple out of the park for Sony and Sony's like, you know what? Like, you did well on Venom. Uh, you you gave us more. Uh, did he do Zombieland over at that studio? Like, like, yeah, yeah. Like you gave us a Zombieland sequel. Uh, we're gonna give you this Uncharted thing. And even though it hit a little bit of a bump this summer, it was literally a day away from starting to shoot when this pandemic hit. Um, like, is it a Ruben Fleischer situation where the studio is like, hey, you're our guy. We're we're gonna get this for you. Uh, is that kind of what they might be doing over That's on the what Flash? I think it is because now you do have Andy Muschietti attached as director, like you said. I think that one is the more locked in because he's in the Warner Brothers family. It mm. wasn't so much where you had uh you had uh John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein before, where it's like, all right, they could. They've been doing Spider Man, yeah, Spider Man Homecoming guys, yeah. Right, the Spider Man Homecoming guys could do this, and then you had the other ones, but you got. Muschietti locked in, and then you got Christina Hodson locked in, who wrote Birds of Prey, and Birds of Prey for them did well for what they wanted it to be. So you have two for sure locks. Like this script is going, this script for sure is going to be that script because also Hodson is writing a Batgirl script. So she's, this is something for Warner Brothers, like this is going to happen. The question about Ezra, I think no matter what, unfortunately, that was answered with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Wait, what do you uh, what do you mean the the that that last episode where he shows up in the DC yep. CW yep. universe the Berlantiverse? Yep. yep, I think that was the one that lets you know this is what's happening. This is you have these two here. This is this is the TV Flash. This is the movie Flash. I think that was the established like yo, this is gonna go because at this point, yeah, we want to see the movie. Some people are like it's just not gonna happen, but we've said that with a bunch of other movies before, you know, and then eventually we start hearing things like you just brought up, Jonathan, Uncharted was that movie. So I think, yeah, we're we're set on it. It's just once this whole pandemic stops, because they were supposed to go into production this year too. Like their production sh- shooting schedule had to get pushed back. So we'll see. Well, um, what what about my theory that the um choking video actually was the flash film? Any any idea of that? Is that true? I think uh, you're hundred percent correct. Okay. Um yeah. I've heard that girl is Mirror Master, actually. Okay. And if uh-huh. you look in the back left corner, there is an Easter egg for the sequel villain, of course, we all know the trapster. Wait, okay, the trickster. The trickster. Wait, okay. And then they're gonna bring the trapster over from Marvel. It's a new deal. Warner Brothers made a deal with Disney. They're gonna bring the trapster from the Fantastic Four into the Flash. You heard Wait, it here first. This is exclusive. exclusive. This is exclusive. exclusive. And I'm oh mad my God. You, but you didn't even text me this, Jason. What type of friend are no. you? No, wait, hold on a second. Hold on. Listen. Hold on. My tricorder says answer is yes okay i mean jason is all true uh, because my tricorder said it is he won't do jay's show but he'll do geekscape he won't give jay the exclusives but he'll give them to me i 
I, I'm sorry, Jay. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, okay. I've known Jonathan longer, Jay. I'm sorry. I, I, I I'm sorry. I, I I'm really it. sorry. I, I mean, Jay, I, I love you so much. Can I but Jay, I do, I do have a scoop about uh, how um, the character of Ron Swanson is going to make an appearance in uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and I'm happy to give that to your show. Okay. Oh, you absolutely will be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick, Jorge uh, over on Facebook says, so what's your guys' view on how the Fantastic Four will be introduced to the MCU? Um, I don't know. Peyton Reed had a take on it that involved Ant-Man and that kind of thing. I'd love to see Peyton Reed's original take because I wanted him to do it over at Fox. I love Peyton Reed. Um, obviously, he he's done, I think, two really fun Ant-Man movies. Uh, what do you guys think? How do they introduce him? I'd love for it to be in pieces. I'd love for it. Like, Jay, we'll see. I, I have a pitch for this because I love the Fantasy Four, but I I, th I feel like you're more in tune with the MCU, mm -hmm. so I'd love to hear, like, what are your thoughts? I do think Ant-Man is the best place to do it. Why? Because instead of saying the negative zone, you can say they were stuck in the quantum realm. Mm -hmm. Because this way you can utilize that. I think that's what opened the door for it. So when they, they were trying, you can go back to Fantastic Four, probably 52, the one where the Black Panther was introduced, where you had this situation where Reed was working on something in the 60s. Remember, time doesn't pass the same way. So you have them trapped in the quantum realm. All of a sudden, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, maybe in a post-credit scene, they're released at the same time. You know, at the end of the movie, they're released from the quantum realm. And then all of a sudden, we're like, boom, here's your Fantastic Four. Because we already pretty much are locked, unless something changes, that Reed Richards and Sue Storm are John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Like, yeah, I hope not. Well, you don't? I don't know. Chrissy Lynn nope. says, how do you guys feel about that? John Krasinski. <laughs> I, like, really I think John Krasinski is a great actor. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see him as Reed Richards, but I would love for him to have a part in the MCU. Yeah, well, Kate Eglin says he's shredded now. He's going to fit right in. I think that's why he got in shape. Again, when you start seeing certain oh, actors. Of aliens that can only hear everything and he right. had to protect his kids. Right. And right. They right. 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 That's he got shredded to protect his family, Jay. But I that's think you're, doing. you're in the pandemic. You're like, come at me, COVID-19. We worked out four hours today. Yeah. I haven't done it yet. Like I said, I'm going to go to probably 11 o'clock at night. But nonetheless, uh, I think that's the, you know, I want to hear why Jason doesn't want them. That's uh, what I well, Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't have to, he's I, a perfect read to me. Oh, see, to me, he's not. Hmm. Um, you want to be uh, So Emily Blunt, I'm fine with the Sue Storm. Mm -hmm. And I think we are in a situation now where everybody just wants Emily Blunt and John Krasinski because they're married. The same way as like all those weird rumors before Batman v Superman, where everybody's like, you know who should be Lex Luthor? Brian Cranston, because he's bald. It's, it's like, come on, guys. There are other married actors out there. But also, um, to me, Reed Richards is the smartest man in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. And he's also charismatic because if he's not, then why would these three people hop into a rocket and face certain death without him? Yeah. And, huh. and in no performance that I've ever seen from John Krasinski, including the two seasons of Jack Ryan that I sadly watched, um, that where he's supposed to be like the smartest analyst for the CIA. Did I ever buy that John Krasinski was a smart man? I never saw anything but Jim from the office. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's great at that performance. Um, but I'll tell you the actor who I do buy it from. And this is kind of controversial uh, because a lot of people told me this is stupid. Oscar Isaac, I think, is the perfect Reed Richards because go watch Ex Machina. That's Reed Richards. Yeah. yeah you know what? I agree with that. But I think the, the whole thing for Oscar Isaac with me 
the only thing that takes it away is Oscar Isaac's height. And I and I know what movie man. Oh, height, might. Robert Downey Jr.'s five five. Have you seen the career? Five, 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 and that's what I was gonna bring up. I know Robert Downey Jr.'s like <laughs> he's, him and Tom Cruise are like just like this. Yeah, so okay. there, that's what Apple Heidi has. For. Heidi, this is her room. I have to let her in. Go ahead, Apple Box. Yep. Yeah, I know. I brought it up. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Parham has a good idea. He says, "Would y'all start Fantastic Four in the '60s, then trap him in the quantum realm, yes. like Ant Man?" That's, that's what I said. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. So, trap so, him in the '60s. But so is that Thomas, too I, Captain America, though? No, 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 that's perfect. So, 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 Jay, you said your whole idea, and it's funny because your idea is sort of like the pitch that if somebody hired me to write the Fantastic Four movie, please, Marvel, please, um, this is what I would do. You're exactly right. They should start in the '60s. That way, all their tech work looks like Jack Kirby. You can mm-hmm. do the bathtub Fantastic Far. Lean into it, man. And then when they get trapped in the negative zone, quantum realm, whatever you want to do, when they come to the future, nobody remembers them. And the only person that might remember them, I think, and this would be the nice connection that I would do, is Hank Pym, Michael right. Douglas, was their intern in the 60s. Right. And, and now they're the same age. Also, right. you can have where T'Chaka may have yeah. mentioned them. Sure. Yeah. But to be honest with you, what I'm sorry, I started to interrupt you, Jay. Um, What I think is the best way to introduce the Fantastic Four again, like is to do this whole thing where they have to convince the world why they're fantastic again. And you have to really sell the family. But before you do that movie, what I really hope they do, and I was I was praying for this in Spider-Man Far From Home. You pray for these things? I do pray for these things, okay. Jonathan, to my cat god, who, uh, who I call Brego, who's sitting in this uh, chair over here. Our podcast is Brego. Um, Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, well, you have a cat guest in this podcast. I hope you know that. Um, so they need to introduce Dr. Doom before they introduce the Fantastic Four. Because I was hoping in Spider-Man Far From Home, I, I just wanted one line of dialogue. I wanted them to be like, well, kids, we were going to go to Latveria, but the borders are closed. Yeah, that would have been fun. You know, uh, I would love to see the X Men introduced in other movies. I'd love to see Storm yep. introduced in the next Black Panther movie. I'd love to see, uh, you know, the inklings of mutants existing here and there. And the this rumor universe. is Rogue might be the villain of Captain Marvel too. Sure. I, I think I, I take that with a grain of salt. Sure, but sure. I think though Doctor Doom would get introduced in Black Panther too. I That's think what I hope, both, my friend. I think he did both him and Namor. What if Doctor yeah. Doom puts back together uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Andy's character, the the sound dude. Uh, help me out here. I'm t- drawing a complete oh, claw? blank claw. Oh, what, Dr. Doctor, yeah. what if Doctor Doom hate helps put claw back together? Like, it was like now I, he turns him into actual claw from the comics, where he's like, I, I dislike the one thing I dislike about Black Panther, and I love that movie, is that they killed Claw. Right, <laughs> Claw's such a fucking cool character. I just and, like and, a dude with radar dishes for hands. Yeah. I think that's like awesome. he, Andy Circus was having a great time. Yeah. Right. If you loved yeah. it, he was having dude, I, get you my. I want to see Doom put Claw together and yeah, be like, I hope Don't so. Work. I mean. To be honest with you, I when when they cut to that scene and Claw's like singing that song, I kind of was like, "Oh, please God, let Claw show up in every Marvel movie from now on, like doing a karaoke song of some type." Mm-hmm. What is love? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay. There's, so listen, guys. Uh, back to DC. I have this news that you guys saw sure. the news: J.J. Abrams and the Justice League Dark uh, series. Is that a series? Is that a movie? Is this the thing that like, I mean, okay. So it's a justice league dark series. Like Mm -hmm. Jason, what do you think, dude? You're my DC guy. What do you think? I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, I just League dark does have a great setup for a television series. To be honest with you, I would have been 
totally jazzed to have seen the Guillermo del Toro version because I heard that had Constantine, Swamp Thing, and Zatanna like chasing down mysteries. But um, Justice League Dark could happen. J.J. Abrams has executive produced a lot of great television shows. Um, so I don't think he'll actually be the person showrunning this one. Um, so I'll be very curious about who he picks. Okay. All right. Okay. Jay, do you have a little uh, opinion on that? Oh, yeah. I, I love it. I love the idea of it. I mean, after watching the Justice League Dark animated movie, which DC kills, by the way. Yeah. Their animated universe is phenomenal. If you Also, if you haven't seen Harley Quinn on the DC universe, please go watch that. But uh, I think, yeah, it's going to be. I don't think J.J. will show run it. I think also one of the things people got to not expect is we will not be getting Batman in this. Okay, that's a $10 million property. You're not getting Batman in this Justice League Dark. I do hope they bring Matt Ryan over from Legends, given the fact he's supposed to be done. You right. know, because this character mm-hmm. is supposedly fading out of Legends. He is Constantine. He was Constantine with his own show. He's he been is Constantine. He's been the same Constantine with Legends. That is the Constantine you bring in. Yeah, and Jorge over on Facebook, he does agree with us on this one. Justice League Dark would be sick. The big question about the Justice League Dark series is, and I'd love to hear you guys' opinion on this, because do you make Swamp Thing a main character? <laughs> can I Can I Heidi's here. You know Heidi's here. There's a woman in the room and you just got fucking excited. Like, okay, what? oh no, I'm let Jay home. <laughs> you just got so excited. I'll let Heidi go. I'll actually ask Heidi if she has something to say about it. I have no problem. What does Heidi think about the thing from the swamp? Please <laughs> tell us about the man. You scared me. No judgment. I think you do bring in Swamp Thing and you bring in Derek Mears. I think mm-hmm. you bring in the Swamp Thing from the DC universe because, granted, all the stuff that happened with the show getting cut financially and then having to end early and everything. But you, you built that costume, so yeah. You built that costume. <laughs> I, I think Derek Mears would more than love to come back and do Swamp Thing for this, even though the show was about Abby Arcane, which made zero sense to me. But I would love to see that that Swamp Thing be involved with Matt Ryan's Constantine. This would be great. And then the, the next question is, who is your Zatanna? Because, of course, she's in the Justice League Dark, but at the same time they've been talking about a Zatanna movie. Okay, okay. Um, let's say this all gets together. Let's say we start going to conventions again. We talked about the virtual convention. Jay, I do want you to talk about the virtual convention you got going on this weekend. But um, there's actually meat space conventions still on the schedule. Dragon Con has said they're not canceling. They're supposed to be going up Labor Day weekend. That's September 3rd to the 7th. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys, what do you think of that? Like, I mean, they're, Dragon Con? Their hand is forced. What do you mean? Because the governor has said that things can operate. Once the governor has said things can operate, their insurance clause for force majeure is no longer in effect. They'll right. lose so much money. I understand the health benefits. It's literally... Uh, because the, once the governor said, once your governors and your your local officials and state officials start saying that you can work and you can operate at certain levels, then now it's the force majeure isn't in effect anymore. It's right. not it's not a national emergency per se anymore. That's closed everything down. Or a state emergency yeah. or a local emergency. Like yeah, right. I, I get what you're and that's the that's the only thing I can think of is why that's happening is because if they don't they run the risk of the insurance not covering everything. If if it's still a force majeure where it's a national emergency, the global pandemic as a whole that has locked things down in the country, then yeah, it shuts down. Insurance take care of, takes care of everything. But because the governor said stuff's going to open, they have to make that announcement, unfortunately. 
Well, Trump today said that uh, well, I don't necessarily agree with Georgia's governor saying they should open. What's that, Jay? He'll say something different tomorrow. Oh, well, of course. He's a fucking crack. Crackhead. I mean, <laughs> he's a quack. <laughs> So uh, that's that's our politics. If this is your first Geekscape, um, sorry. Uh, good luck tomorrow at your uh, local Capitol building uh, holding your um, second place flag. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I just think, you know, your team loses. Don't go waving their flag. You know, yeah, your team right. lost 150 years ago. Don't be waving the flag around, all right? They, all right? Mm. Don't, don't tread on me really just means. Oh, I'm now white, I finally white, understand. Now I finally understand every Fourth of July when I show up with the Union Jack why everybody gives me weird faces. I, I've yeah, never, under, no. I've never been able to figure that out. Losers don't get their banners in the rafters. <laughs> All right, they really like, it makes it makes so much sense. God damn, people yeah. are like Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like guys, the king, maybe. Well, listen, um, <laughs> we got the queen here. The queen is here next to me, and uh, Heidi. Um, did you come back in to tell us that playtime is over with my friends and no, that Geekscape I, is over and you want your bedroom back, which no, is my makeshift I, Geekscape studio? You that's what you want me. You want me to say yes to that, right? Yeah. Well, no, I just I I was hoping you were talking about Star Trek. I always hope that. That's okay. <laughs> I'm drinking from my Star Trek. Hold on a second. My tricorder. He's got his okay. tricorder. It says yes. It says that's time to talk about Star Trek. Uh well, what do you got to say about Star Trek? Because Heidi got me to watch all of Picard, and I'm not the big of a Trek head, but I enjoyed it. And I know Star Trek fans aren't big on it. I That's thought it not was cool. True. Some Star Trek fans love it. I loved it. I loved it. Well, what did you think, Jason? Because you're the Trek guy uh, too. I mean, like, what did you think when Riker showed up? You were so uh, fucking stuck. I mean, I love anytime Riker, my space doppelganger, shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I thought it was okay. What? <laughs> yes. I, I didn't love it, um, but I also didn't hate it. Um, I think they, for me, I loved every time they dipped, they dipped in nostalgia. I really enjoyed that stuff. Like, yeah, right. The Riker and Troy episode was the best episode, in my, in, in the whole I thing. Like but that one too. but yeah, I, I, I don't mm-hmm. get super excited when they, when they get all nostalgic. Sometimes I roll my eyes because I can imagine yeah. all the hardcore people going. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but you know, it's weird because I think maybe because Patrick Stewart's a little bit older, I think the nostalgia worked for the for that series. And for sure. I mean, all the stuff I kind of knocked on was all the weird mythology they decided to introduce with Data and the, the droids. And, and then at the end of the season, they just didn't answer any of it. So, but I, I'm hopeful for season two. Like, you give me Jordy LaForge, you give me Worf, I'll be a, I'll be a happy Star Trek baby. Why don't you think we mm-hmm. s- saw those... Um characters this time around um uh, because Worf is part of the story of the um evacuation of romulus wasn't he uh he's mentioned in some of the extra book stuff yeah okay. i didn't read all of that but you know Neither did i i what was i gonna say i already forgot what i was gonna say i don't know i was just talking oh, track I, was my boy, part you know? of, I was part of a <laughs> group where people were like who the hell do they think they are having her call him a JL and all that? Like they were getting so mad about. Stupid. Oh, who cares? He's <laughs> fine with it. Why does it matter? For layman yeah. like me, I just liked that they didn't discard the Kelvin storyline, like the whole. Yep. They worked it in. They used the it, like the whole J.J. Abrams Trek and the like a destruction of Romulus as like the they, they use that split. That part it was part of the JJ Trek. They mm-hmm. used it as like Romulus is destroyed. Picard helped trying to evacuate it, 
and this is where he is these years later and now the story of Picard can start in the OG, like the old school universe mm -hmm. while JJ universe still goes on over here for people like me who are just kind of more of the cinematic fan than the TV series and it still had a lot of that language too it was still kind of a fun fresh series to me I'm not the biggest I, I will say this it's yeah. the most beautifully shot Star Trek thing ever like yeah. cinematography wise it's so beautiful yeah, and, and Data is my favorite character, and I loved all the stuff around him. Like I thought that was mm -hmm. cool. I know my show is stalking Levar, but I actually really love Data. He's my favorite. Um, my my one nitpick with Data was, and and I get it. Brent Spiner is in his late sixties, but his wig was not great. Like the wig uh, that they he, were trying to give him. He, his he, old he froze, DJ. He froze oh. on my. I don't know. If, okay, sorry, oh, you froze a little bit, Jason. Go ahead. My back here, my back. Yeah, okay. you're back. You're back. Uh, Brent Spiner's Brant Spiner's wig when they were trying to make him look as young data it was not the greatest. It was and he's pretty a bit swollen. Yeah. 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 So, listen, we're all gonna age. What do you think of this? My uh, <laughs> I like my your silver fox. I always try to tell him that fox. I like when his hair grows out, but he doesn't believe me no, until people tell him on Facebook. Hot, Dude, I'm I'm at, I'm at uh Captain America uh Infinity War levels right again. Yeah, so like I mean, look like look right here. My shit's gonna start getting like Isaac Asimov up in here. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna start getting like these Isaac yeah, Asimov. I love it. It's coming in good. I, I just gotta take my razor and get rid of this stubble. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can grow hair. I just don't want to. I legit can grow hair. Just like I don't feel yeah. like it. Um, well, listen, Jay, tell us about this convention, and then uh, I think we got ourselves a good Geekscape. Uh, my friend Dan Merrill is on the show next Tuesday at 6 p.m. He, You guys know him from Screen Junkies. We're yeah. going to talk about Trek. He's a big Trek fan, and he's got this new YouTube channel himself. So Geekscape, is, is this your first time, and you're like a Screen Junkies fan? Maybe you recognize these kids from Screen Junkies. Dan Merrill's going to be talking about that new thing he started after leaving Screen Junkies. And then I know Jay's going to love this one. Because maybe he's been watching the Michael Jordan uh, Last Dance documentary series on ESPN. <sighs> <laughs> My friend Zach, who's a writer for The Athletic and is one of the, uh, 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 what is he on? Serious NBA channel. Um, he's going to be on at the same time tomorrow, uh, right here on Geekscape at 7 p.m. talking that whole documentary series. Because, Jay, I love you, but as a Utah Jazz fan... I thought some of that shit was rigged. <laughs> yeah, okay. You mean the fact that the mailman couldn't deliver? Anyway, Mail can we... Mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays. Remember that one? <laughs> yep. Mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays. <laughs> um, so, Jay, listen. Uh, and here's a, here's a good friend of hey, ours. Bernie. Bernie Bregman says, Jonathan Heidi and my dude Jay all in one podcast. What? I'm going to have to hang a bit. Uh, uh, Bernie's well, the dude. Bernie's the dude. I talked to him yesterday about the virtual convention. He's helping Yeah. I think you might be a part of it, Jay. I don't want to speak for you, but you're probably... Well, I have it as of right now, no, but I'm hoping that something will change. Uh, I'm hoping things will open up and change and see what happens, but I'd love to be a part. I saw it. I got the email, the press release about it, and I was like, okay, so let me hit up Bernie right now and find out <laughs> what's going on. And so, I mean, I, you know, I've seen some of my former coworkers at Collider are doing it, and they're a part of it. So I'm like, okay, so let's see if Bernie can get me in. Well, Bernie, uh, Bernie might not be a bad guest for like later on in this episode uh, or not in this episode, sorry. Uh, but in this show, uh, <laughs> Bernie, if you'd like, um, and Bernie does say, Oh, you're on the list, Jay. 
Bernie's uh, my dude. Bernie's my dude. Bernie's our guy. Uh, so, Bernie, if you want to be a guest later on uh, in the next couple uh, days leading up to the virtual convention you're a part of, let's fucking do that. Let's have you on Geekscape. How much fun is this? All the friends coming in. It only took the pandemic for oh, us to right. all be together. Uh, so, listen, what's this one that you're involved in this weekend, Jay? What's going on? Yeah, this weekend, it's Mainframe Comic Con. It's based out of Los Angeles. My guy, Chuck Lindsay, and he runs this thing called Chuck Loda Comics. Well, he decided, of course, because of all the cons sl- shutting down, that he would put together a virtual convention and he's gotten a lot of stars a part of this david harbour is going to be a part of it clark gregg uh natalie emmanuel from game of thrones damian dashmalkian it's so many people involved in this uh kevin smith as well and so this saturday at 11 a.m pacific standard time i'm going to be interviewing natalie emmanuel for game of thrones and at 1 30 p.m pacific standard time i'll be interviewing natalie dreyfus who plays sue dearborn on the flash so you can find those live those are going to be streaming at mainframecomiccon.com okay by the way by the way i'm one of the stars in that con as well i haven't seen your thing pop up yet i know they don't put they don't promote me but uh uh, (laughs) ashley and i are going to do two panels uh that Oh shit! And all. Uh, it's all good. Sorry, all good. It's all good. None of it took me out. Well, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> I uh, I, wanted, I wanted to give you your own like frame, and I accidentally booted you for two seconds for the stream. Uh, you were oh, saying you were saying. Oh no, no. Ashley and I are going to be having like a couple of panels like Saturday night for the mainframe Comic Con. Like we're doing about how to kickstart a comic because uh, we've kickstarted all our Jupiter Jet books, and then also um, how to network in comic books. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll try not to boot you right before you say something. Oh, I'm just really going to click leave studio. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm still kind of learning things. There's a little bits of gadgets, but I'm loving it. I think you guys who are watching, I hopefully you guys have been watching mm-hmm. this one uh, and enjoying it. I'm trying to put the full schedule together, but hey, uh, my broadcast studio is Heidi's bedroom. So I'm, I have spoken. Yeah, I kind of need to ask the boss permission for when I can do the Geekscapes. I'm trying to keep a schedule. I've got uh, 7 p.m. tonight. You guys are watching me talk to the other two J's. Uh, this is the 3J show. Um, J-Town. J-Town. And then tomorrow, uh, like I said, <laughs> buddy Zach uh, from The Athletic, where we talk about that Michael Jordan series. I've got a weekend uh, one at 2 p.m. on Sunday with a buddy of mine. We're going to be talking music. He's in a band called The Ultimate Fake Book that I first saw open for like at the drive-in and all this stuff. Like he's got a brand new uh, Bill McShane. He's got a brand new album out. And then again, Tuesday at 6 PM right here, we're going to be talking to Dan Merle from screen junkies, formerly of screen junkies about star Trek, his new YouTube channel, all of this stuff. So I like this new live geekscape. So are you guys enjoying your geekscape? You guys having fun? Maybe oh, this is for us or them, because you know. Uh, yeah, I wasn't uh, certain who you're throwing. That question. Uh, by the way, I'm gonna hit leave studio. Bye, guys. <laughs> uh, you guys enjoying your Geekscape? You guys, uh, pure evil Matt just says I was late. He's in Toronto, long time Geekscape. It's okay, Matt. You can watch it uh, in the next few days. Uh, I was talking to Jason, but um, maybe the, maybe the eyeline is not working. Jason, if you do not come back with that cat on camera, there we go. <laughs> there goes Brego. <laughs> He is, yeah. Yes, this is, is uh, you read my mind, brother. This is our podcast intern, uh, Brago. So, all right. Um, Sorry, listen, I guys, I love you guys. Uh, Jay, they can find you at Mr. Jay Washington yes. online, right? That's yeah, Twitter, name. Instagram, Facebook, I'm and then J A Y Washington, uh, 
youtube.com slash jay washington eight zero and like i said blurs in the hood i spelled that out earlier but yeah right there where it says mr j washington twitter instagram so that's where you can find me that's the blurs in the hood right there yes there is tuesday live at 2 p.m every week oh my god get a job man what the fuck <laughs> what do you th- i mean <laughs> jesus christ like i need something to do in my life and Jason, what have you been up to? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Jawin J W I I N. I've been posting a lot of pictures of my Superman collection whenever I remember to do it. And then also um, our co-host, this cool podcast that Jay and Jonathan have both been on, Geek History Lesson. It's everywhere you can put podcasts in your ear holes. Oh man, I love you. Uh, and you guys who are watching right now, I got a couple of new comments, and I got to tell you, Eric in New Jersey says. Ah, did I miss it? No, man. You can rewatch it on YouTube, on Twitch, on Facebook, (laughs) on Periscope. And then I still take this episode and I take the audio and I put it down on the Geekscape feed for you guys who Mm -hmm. are just listening to the podcast. It's fun. Uh, I don't know why I made this show early, uh, early enough for you East Coasters. And then we got Eric over here in New Jersey saying that he missed it. And then we got Pure Evil Matt in Toronto saying, well, hey, we were late. I mean, I made it. I mean, I made it early for you guys. Otherwise, oh, I also made it early because, um, yeah, you know, Heidi here, uh, it's her bedroom. <laughs> oh, where's your banner? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I gotta make a banner for her. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, your banner is right here. Uh, next time, geeks, uh, Heidi, you are at Miss Heidi. Uh, I'm guys, sorry. I, I, I have to sleep on the couch if I don't get this shit right. Oh, there's there she is. You guys on Twitter, there's Miss Heidi Cox. There we go. So sorry, podcast listeners. I know this is becoming a visual medium, but you know where to find us and you can see the jokes live. Uh all right. Jay, Jason, thank you for doing the podcast with me. And Heidi, thanks for jumping in yeah. and letting me use your bedroom as my nice. home studio. Um, enjoy your pandemics, guys. Maybe we'll have you guys on <laughs> soon. <All right. laughs> thanks, man. It was a pleasure. Love you. Thank you right straight back to you. I love you guys. And, hey, give uh, Super Action Man my love. I miss Action that man, Speedo. He tried to give me so much love, and that's terrifying. Jay, if, you, if you're willing to wake up at 8 a.m. on uh, on Saturday, J- like Super Action Man's leading a workout over Zoom. You I know, don't think I need to see that package over Zoom. I don't either. That's not an <laughs> HD thing I want to see. Well, Geekscape is Super Action Man is leading an 8 a.m. <laughs> workout this coming Saturday. There's all sorts of information on like my Twitter and my uh, Facebook and Instagram. So if you guys want to work out with Super Action Man and get ripped like Super Action Man, that's happening and it's going to be <laughs> fucking hilarious and weird and strange and abusive all at the same time. Uh, bye Jay. I love you, man. Bye guys. Bye. Uh, bye Jason. I love Goodbye. you. Bye dude. Say hi to Ashley. We'll do it. Uh, it's been awesome. And geeks gave us, thank you guys so much for being uh, a part of this. Thank you guys for continuing to watch the show, listen to the show and we'll be back tomorrow night on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube and Periscope. Uh, for more Geekscape. And of course, if you've been listening on the Longtime Geekscape podcast feed, this is uh, this has been like amazing talking to you guys uh, regularly. And um, I just want to say, like, share Geekscape with your friends. Let's get those subscription numbers. Let's keep you guys coming back. Share the live Geekscape with your friends. And I built this thing for you guys. I'll keep it going for you guys. And I love communicating with you guys. So let's try and grow as many friends as we can because we're not going to be all stuck in our homes forever. And we're going to want to go to conventions and meet up and be social and hang out and share our excitement. And that's what Geekscape is about. So 
please uh, share Geekscape and uh, keep communicating with me. Do you, what time works for you guys? Uh, let's make a schedule and let's keep growing. Um, Heidi, what does this work for you? What time is, is this working for you, Heidi? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good. All yeah. Right. I mean, as long as I work from home, but I don't. I do it during the day, so right. on the week. I don't know. <laughs> we'll negotiate. What do you want me to? Say? We'll negotiate. So I just still want some time with you too. Okay. Just I can't share you with everyone else all the time. I mean, come on, guys. It's you just not enough me. for me to go around. Uh, all right, Geekscape, I love you. From Heidi's room, uh, Geekscape forever. Peace. Maybe I can host next time. <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 